Aloha, people of God. This is your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. So today's episode is an interesting, it's got an interesting title. And it may sound kind of humorous, okay? But it is, don't get it twisted. This is a very serious topic. And uh, you're going to see this more and more and more, okay? So you're probably wondering, like, man, what is he talking about? Just, dude, tell us already. All right, so what we're going to do is I'm going to go ahead and give y'all the... <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the title. And then we're going to go over some scripture. This will be more scripture reading than I usually do. However... It is necessary. And right away, I'm telling you, this message is going to find, this message is going to divide people. This message is going to take many that are in the body of Christ or profess to be in the body of Christ and it's going to rub them some type of way. In other words, they're going to feel some type of way about this message and they may not like it and they may disagree with it and that's okay but all i would encourage you to do is look in the word of god right because it's never about what we feel it's about what god's word says okay and on that note and i'm actually going to do something a little bit different i'm gonna i'm gonna pray <laughs> I'm going to pray over this first. Father God, thank you so much in the name of your son, Jesus, God, for this message, for the word of God. Father God, we know that heaven and earth will pass away, but not one jot or tittle of your word, the Bible says, will pass away. Your word is eternal. And God, I just ask that you would anoint these words and I pray against uh, a religious spirit and I pray against... Uh, a spirit of confusion, God, and also pride and idolatry, Father. And I, I ask that your word would penetrate the heart. I pray that you would give ears to hear to everyone listening to this message, Father God, and that they would use wisdom because it's not about agreeing with what I say. What I say is irrelevant, Father. It's all about what you say in your word. It's all about what the word of God says. That's it. And please help our, our emotions and our feelings, our thinking, help us to get lined up with what the word of God says. Not what we think and not what we feel about it. Because we're going to be judged on the word of God. So, Father, thank you so much for this. It's just such a serious message. I, I just I wanted to make sure that I prayed about this first before I got into this message. And I just... I just ask that you would use me to speak and, and deliver this message in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you. Amen. Woo. Okay, so here we go. This message is called Beware. Make sure I got it right. Beware of invisible cows. Yes, that really is the title of this message. Beware of invisible cows. 
Now, you guys are probably thinking like, what is he talking about? Invisible cows, what does this have to do with being a mature Christian? What does this have to do? Well, y'all know I'm the man of a billion backstories, so here's a backstory. On the big island or the island of Hawaii, so there's the state of Hawaii in America, in the United States of America, there is the state, the 50th state is the state of Hawaii. It's a group of islands, volcanic islands, right? One of these islands is also named Hawaii. We also call it the big island. It's so big, you could take all the other islands in Hawaii and stick them all on the big island and there'd still be plenty of room. That's how big this island is. But the actual name of the big island is Hawaii. So on the island of Hawaii, we have a volcano, a very famous volcano called Mauna Kea. Mauna Kea is, I believe it is the highest point. Ah, don't give me, don't, don't, don't go. I believe it's the highest point above sea level or something like that. The highest point above sea level. I, I, I don't recall, right? But anyway, <laughs> this is not what this lesson is about. It's not about, because I remember sometimes I went up there before and I took a picture and I said like, this is the highest point in some some you know wise weisenheimer jumped in well technically it's the wisest point you know above sea level blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah okay so at any rate if you go to mauna kea which is a volcano on the big island of hawaii or the island of hawaii in the state of hawaii there are signs there that say beware of invisible cows now anyone that's from that area or has visited this area, then you already know what this is all about. Now, although I had lived in Hawaii for several years, for decades, you know, I had never gone up to Mauna Kea. I never had a reason to go up. I just didn't go up there, right? So I never saw those signs. So I remember I was going up there for work to one of the observatories up there for, you know, to do some electrical work and, and co consultation work and whatnot. And uh, I remember I went up there in the daytime and I saw these signs that said, beware of invisible cows. And I was like, what the heck is that about invisible cows? I had no idea. I, I was like, OK, it must be a Hawaiian thing I've just never heard of before because I, I don't know what they're, I don't know what it means. But see, at nighttime, I found out. So Mauna Kea is so high that, you know, you literally drive through the clouds, right? You drive through the clouds. You drive through some of the clouds in the daytime, but it's not an issue because your headlights aren't on. It, it, is, it doesn't matter, right? But see, when you come down at nighttime, you're driving through clouds. And when your headlights are on, all of the light that your headlights are sending out is reflected back at you. You you literally cannot see anything. You can't see anything. I mean, literally, like not even not even one foot in front of your car or like half a foot. In, you can't see anything. It's blinding. And and what happened was, it used to be that there were a lot of feral cattle that would be on the roadway and it's Mount Mount Kea access road at nighttime they would be out there right and the cars are coming down the road 
the vehicles are coming down the road. Guess what? You can't see the cows. They're invisible because they're in the clouds. And it's not like you can turn on your high beams so you can see what's in front of you. No, it just makes the problem worse. You can't see. So literally the cows are invisible to you. You don't realize that there's a problem until you slam, bam, right into a cow. Okay? I experienced it. I was driving down a hill and yeah, it was nighttime. And I mean, that was... I've been driving since I was 16. When this incident happened to me, I probably was about 40, and eh, maybe like 43, 44 at the time. And let me tell you, I was terrified because I literally could not see anything. It didn't matter if I slowed down, sped up, low beamed, high beams. It didn't matter. I couldn't see anything. And like I said, when I put the high beams on, that really made it worse. And I was praying to Jesus, oh God, please, please don't let me hit one of these cows. Now I understand why this sign said, beware of invisible cows. Okay, so there's the backstory. Now let's get into the scripture. Well, actually, before I even get into the scripture, listen, what I want to say is there are things that Christians and some people that say they're Christians believe. And because they believe this these certain beliefs, they don't realize that they're in a trap. They don't realize that they're walking in sin. They don't think that there's a problem. They don't think they have a problem, right? And and so for those people, it's very difficult to witness to them about certain things in the gospel. Why? Because they don't believe that they have a problem, right? And the problem is idolatry. Right now, I'm not going to go there with the whole thing with India and the cows and all of that stuff. I'm not going to go there. You know, that's idolatry, too. But that's not what this is about. This is about in general. Right. People have idolatry in their lives. And they don't realize what idolatry is. See, most many Christians believe that idolatry is about having graven images Well, that is a form of idolatry. You know, if somebody, you know, carves out, you know, some statue and they say, hey, this is our God. That's idolatry. That's a graven image. I was in Korea one time on one of the submarines. I was sitting up topside. I was reading the Bible at night. These uh, Korean sailors came over to me. They did not speak English. But they were being kind to me and they were you know, like, hey, they're basically trying. I could understand that they wanted to know, like, you know, why I was reading in the dark. It was getting dark. But when you're on a submarine all the time, when you finally get in port, you don't want to be on the daggone submarine. Right. So I didn't want I had duty that day. So I had to stay there overnight. But since I wasn't standing watch, I was gladly sitting up topside, getting fresh air and not being in that submarine. But it was getting darker. And so these sailors were, you know, trying to motion to me like, hey, it's it's getting dark. And, uh, you know, they. They offered me something like out of kindness. And when I looked at what it was, it was like a little idol. It was a little a little type of idol. And they were like, here, here. And I made some hand motions and I said, Oh, no. I mean, I literally said it like this and I made hand motions like, no, no, no. I'm like, oh, no. My God says no. My God says no. Right. 
because they wanted to give it was they were trying to be kind but it was an idol i'm not taking that thing you know so even if it might have offended them because they were trying to be kind to me you know and and they didn't understand that that's got nothing to do with me and the lord jesus right because the lord tells me i shall have no other god besides the lord my god I shall not bow down before graven image. I, I shall not do those things. So the Lord sets it up. It's in the word of God. It's not about how I feel, right? It's about what the word of God says. It's about whether I'm going to obey what the word of God says and check my flesh and get my emotions in line with what the Bible says. That's what it's all about, okay? invisible cows so people have invisible cows they have idolatry and they don't realize that idolatry really actually is creating a god in their own image so it's not really the most high god it's not really jesus right because jesus is very clear in the bible he says exactly what he meant but when we take the word of god and we change it and we take god and we change him to fit things how we want them to be. See, now you just created a God in your own mind, in your own image. Because God is holy. If God is against something and God says that thing is evil, guess what? That thing is evil. And if you say, no, no, God, God, you know, God is a God of love. He wouldn't do that. The God that I serve, you know, he he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't judge about, you know, homosexuality or you know same-sex marriage or this that or you know what the god you serve the god you love you know what he wouldn't judge that because that god is not even real you made up a god see the god of the bible the god that wrote the bible the god that said he is holy that god does not make his laws up so that humans feel good about it do you understand this god is holy and the bible says without holiness no man will see god so the lord doesn't make up his laws so that you will not feel good about it he's not a human you have to understand this before everything was created the bible says god existed before there was anything made god am god am right he am you saw jesus and yes jesus is human but who is Jesus? Jesus is God. Jesus is the Lord. The Lord came down and he lived in a body that Father God prepared for him. The Bible says that he is the Lord. He's the son of God, but he is also the son of man. He came down in flesh so that he could be the propitiation of sins for you and I. He's the bridge. He's the replacement. He's the stand-in guy to take our sins. That's why he came down and lived in a fleshly body. But don't get it twisted. Jesus is holy he is the lord amen he is the word that came down in the flesh and dwelt among us he is the word of god and you and i don't get to change the word of god we don't get to say something contrary to what god said if god said this thing is evil then it is evil and this is the problem that people have They've created these invisible cows. They're walking around with these invisible cows, these idols. They don't realize that they created an idol. They don't realize that by them feeling so strongly about a particular subject, 
and speaking contrary to what God himself said is an evil and a wicked thing, they just created an idol. They created their own version of God that says it's okay to accept this unholy and wicked thing that the rest of the world says we love and is okay. But guess what? Who cares? Right? Who cares? You're either on the Lord's side or you're against the Lord. That's it. There is no middle ground. It's a tough teaching, but it's the truth. That's it. There's no middle ground. You're either for the Lord or you are against the Lord. That's it. If you don't believe me, go read the Bible. <laughs> right? That's it. He's going to judge us all. And all of us have sinned and all of us has fallen short, the Bible says. But when you repent and you trust in Jesus, you throw yourself on the mercy of the court. Hey, I'm a sinner. I violated your laws, your moral laws, the Ten Commandments. And you confess your sins and you trust in Jesus. He forgives you. He wipes it clean. Okay? We're all sinners. It's just a matter of, hey, are we going to trust in Jesus or we're going to trust in ourselves? What we think and what we feel should be right. No, that doesn't work. Why? Because you're not holy. I'm not holy. We're people. We're sinful people. God is perfect. And by God, I mean the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus is perfect. He's the shot caller. We're not the shot callers. He's the one that is going to judge us. Not even Father is going to judge us. Jesus will judge us. The Bible clearly says that. If you don't believe that and you think otherwise, just look in the Bible. Authority to judge has been granted to the Son. Jesus is going to judge us. And the Bible also says how we're going to be judged. We're going to be judged according to the Word of God. That's what's going to judge us. That very Word is going to judge us. It's going to judge us. So let's talk about these scriptures because I did say that you know, I was going to read some scriptures and get into it. But then, you know, it started kind of coming up. It was hot. It was coming up. I had to, you know, how, how we do it, right? This is a live and dynamic podcast, <laughs> right? Wherever, wherever the message comes up, that's where I'm putting it down, right? Wherever I get it, that's where I spin it. So let's hit it. All right. So here we are in Luke 12. Luke 12 verses 51 through 53. The Bible says, suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth, I tell you nay, but rather division. For from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, three against two, and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. See, people think they have this preconceived notion of a nice, hallmark-friendly Jesus. That's not who Jesus is. And that's why there's going to be a lot of people that are surprised when the Lord comes back, right? Or if they die before that, right? They're going to have a rude awakening because this is not who Jesus is. The Bible tells you who Jesus is. 
And there's a lot of things in the Bible that make us feel uncomfortable. Why? Because we realize deep down that we're not walking in accordance with what the Bible says. And it's scary. Now, you cannot. Two things is going to happen. Three things. One, you're going to get scared and repent. You're going to go before God and say, oh, goodness, I'm in sin. God, please help me. That's one thing. The other thing is you're going to stick your head in the sand and just act like you didn't see that at all. Many people do that. Or the third thing is you're going to read it. You're going to get scared. But then instead of humbling yourself, you're going to get mad at God because you realize that you're in sin and you're in big trouble. And you're going to get mad. And they're going to get mad at God. And they're going to make their own image of God, right? They're going to twist the word of God. They're going to twist how God really is to fit their own image of how they want things to be. But see, that that that's a delusion. You understand? I, I, I'm actually going to look this, this word up, delusion, right quick for y'all, okay? Delusion. I'm in, I'm in Merriam-Webster's, y'all. I'm going in. Y'all don't have me to. I got to go in Webster's today, all right? delusion something that is falsely or delusively believed or propagated no let's no let's go let's go deeper let me see a persistent false psychotic belief regarding the self or persons or objects outside the self that is maintained despite indisputable evidence to the contrary what else? There's another uh, definition here. The act of tricking or deceiving someone. The state of being deluded. The state of being deluded. Let's look up the word deluded right quick. Okay. Deluded says. Deceived by false beliefs. There it is. Deluded. Right. So. You read the Bible, you see how Jesus is in the Bible and what he clearly says is evil. But then people want to make their own version of Jesus, this little Mickey Mouse Jesus, this little cartoon Jesus, such a nice little Jesus. He, he says stuff that we want him to say, right? They're deluded. They're deceived by false beliefs. And this message may find you brother or you sister if it's pricking you don't get mad at me don't hey hey take it up to the lord right take it up to the lord right jesus clearly sets the terms in the bibles he is the shot caller you and i are not the shot caller he is the one that dictates whether you're going to get into heaven or not he set the rules up you know as a parent and most, at least American parents, we know this. Many people in other countries are listening. I, I, I don't know. I never grew up in a household in another country. All I can tell you is how it is in an American, in an African-American household, right? I'm a, I'm a black man in America. In America, <laughs> okay, in an African-American household, many parents will say this. Like, hey, you know, while you living under my roof, you're going to follow my rules. You know, if you want to live under my roof, then you're going to follow my rules. Guess what? You want to come and live in God's. Jesus said in my father's house, there are many mansions. You want to come live in, in Jesus's father's house. Guess what? You got to follow his rules. You don't get to make up your own rules. Well, actually, you can make up your own rules. But guess what? That's going to land you outside of the father's house. Well, those outside the gate, right? 
gnashing of teeth and weeping and all of that stuff. You're not going to end up where you where you dreaming, where you're deluded yourself into believing you're going to end up, right? Why? Because you changed the Bible and you changed God to fit what you want it to be. If God says homosexuality is a sin and it is an abomination, I don't care if everybody in the world says it's okay. Every nation on the earth has passed laws embracing it and they want to send out people in parades and dance about the street and whatnot. Guess what? If the Bible says it is wicked and it is an abomination, then it is wicked and it is an abomination. And see, there are all of these little popular things that the world says and everyone's connected together in the world. They want to all just get along and just just say what everybody else says. But see, Jesus is a disruptor. And if you're a Christian and you're following Holy Spirit, guess what? You are a disruptor. You're going to come and you're going to disrupt. Jesus said, I came to divide. I came to divide. I came to divide, right? So there's going to be some within the family that stand on the word of God. And there's going to be some within the family that are deluded and they've made their own version of God that says it's okay to do the evil things that the Bible says are evil. And I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, because you're going to see this. There, the Lord is calling his people into holiness. And the closer you get with Holy Spirit and the more time and the more focus and the more attention and the more love you pour into your relationship with God, guess what? You get closer and closer and closer and closer. You're getting holier. Your life is getting holier. You're getting cleaned up. You're not going to have very much tolerance for evil. This is why you hear me talking. I'm heated. Okay. I'm heated. Why? This message is important. And you have to get this. You have to get this. Okay. Because just because you're saying you're a Christian, it doesn't mean anything. The Bible says no one will see the Lord without holiness. And you can't make up this version of God and be walking in idolatry and think that you're also walking in holiness. That's not how it works. But people feel some type of way because they believe so strongly. And there's many other sins besides homosexuality or same-sex marriages. But I'm just going to bring this into light because this is one of those topics where it's so popular in the world. And if you open up your mouth and you say something against it, everybody's going to jump down your throat. Well, I just want to remind you, brother and sister in Christ, Jesus said that if they hate you because they're going to hate you for it, they're going to hate me for it. They're already hating on a brother. And that's OK. I can deal with that. I got a thick skin in Jesus. I got a very thick skin. Amen. And so do you. But just remember, when it starts happening, don't just write it off. They didn't really mean this. They didn't really. Mean yes, they did mean it. They just didn't like it. No, they hated you for saying that. And you feel the hatred when it comes across. So don't sugarcoat it. Don't stick your head in the sand and act like you're an ostrich. Deal with it as a man a man or a woman in Christ Jesus. Even if you're a teenager, if you're a boy or a girl, you deal with that as a, as a child of God. You looked at things, that devil straight in the face. You looked at evil straight in the face and you call it what it is. 
Now, you may not choose to be confrontational. Holy Spirit may not lead you to be confrontational at that moment. But you know on the inside, hey, they they walking in idolatry. That thing is evil, right? Don't you walk away feeling some type of way like, oh, maybe I should, you know, you know, change my stance on it. Everybody else is saying this is evil. Don't do it. Right. Don't do it. Jesus was and is countercultural. Right. Jesus's words, his messages, they're not popular with the world. They ain't never been popular. They're never going to be popular. Why? Because Satan runs the world. And if people are not connected in Jesus, if they're not walking closely with Jesus, even if they said the prayer, guess what? They're being influenced by Satan. And this is a tough message for some people here, but it's true. I always talk about the book of 1 John. 1 John tells you, you need to examine yourself to see if you are even really a Christian. That's in the Bible. Did you know that's in the Bible? Yes, it is. So even back then, there were many people that deluded themselves to thinking that they were walking in the way, to believing that they were walking with the Lord, just like the Pharisees was. And Jesus came, who is God, and rebuked them to their face. And they just couldn't get over that. They just knew that they knew God. They, they had a relationship with him, all indignant about it. But they were wrong. They were wrong. Right? Don't you be that person that thinks that, you know, because you known God for so long. Oh, you got this relationship. You, you know God for so long that it's okay that you going to say something directly opposite what Jesus said in the Bible? Don't be fooled. You are deluded. And you're walking in idolatry. Beware the invisible cows. Beware the invisible cows. See, the cows on a problem until you run into the cow. Thank God I didn't run into a cow. I was praying. I was praying. But many people have run into cows. That's why the signs are there. That's why people put the bumper stickers on their cars, right? Because many people did run into those cows. And if you die with this idolatry, if you die with this unrepentant sin, you're going to have some issues with Jesus. I'm trying to tell you, right? And a hard, this is hardest for people that, that swear up and down they've known God for a long time and they know God and you can't tell them nothing. How dare you talk about this and that? They get indignant. They get mad. And that shows what spirit they are of anyway, right? Because if, if that was Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit wouldn't get all mad about it. He'd be, you'd be humble. You'd be walking in humility. And you'd be like, really? Let me check myself. Oh, really? You know, let me go pray about that. See, that's, that, <laughs> right? If you're walking in godliness, if you're walking in un, under the influence of Holy Spirit, that is the fruit that's going to come up. If you're not walking under the influence of Holy Spirit, I don't care how long you said you spiritual and you've been knowing God. Guess what? You better check yourself according to the Bible, right? You better check yourself, examine yourself to see per the Bible, not per how you feel. Right? Not for how you feel. Why? Because you're not holy. Why? Because you're not God. Why? Because you and I are not the shot callers. Why? Because we're not the ones that decide if we're good enough to get into heaven. And we're not good enough to get into heaven. 
But if you're not trusting in Jesus, if you're not following the word of God, guess what? Eh. Right? Don't get it twisted. In other words, don't be deluded. And again, deluded is what? Deceived by false beliefs. How do you get deceived by false beliefs? When God gives you a Bible, the Holy Bible, right? Not the Catholic Bible, not the Mormon Bible, the Holy Bible with what to believe. So the only way that you can, if you read in God's Holy Bible and you've been deceived by false beliefs, how is that possible? Well, it's possible because what? You allowed some other beliefs in. I think it should be like this. I feel it should be like that. God knows their heart, da-da-da. And, and please stop saying that God knows their heart like it's some type of a shield. That's the worst thing you could ever say. Don't you understand this? The Bible says, the Bible says, not Mike Dillard, not Brother Mike, okay? The Bible says this, right? The human heart is deceptively wicked above all else. Who can know it? So if you're pleading, people say this phrase like they pleading the fifth. Oh, God know my heart. God know my heart. It's going to be all right. Listen, that's the very reason why God will judge you and send you straight to hell. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Yes, you go straight to hell. Why? Because he looked in your heart. Don't you understand that yet? Right? This is Christianity 101. But there's many people that are supposedly mature Christians They've either A, been going to church a long time or B, they're spiritual and they they have a relationship with God and they've known him for a long time, right? Mm. If you're saying something that's contrary to what the Bible says, you're in error, you're deluded, you created an idol, a false version of God and you are in sin, okay? You're in sin, Y'all know my message is usually not this fiery, but there's no way to get around this because the Lord is coming very soon and you can't be walking in this and I have a responsibility unto the Lord to deliver this message. So how you feel about it to me, quite honestly, regarding me is irrelevant. If you get mad, brother Mike says so and so, I don't like, I honestly don't care. <laughs> right? Why? Because should I... You know, should I should I fear God or should I fear man? Right? And this brings me to the next scripture, which is kind of long. Right? Kind of long. But I need to say it. I must say it. Okay? There's no way around it. I must say this. Okay. So here we go. In love with scriptures. It's on 13. Give me a second. So we're in the book of Acts. Excuse me. Acts 5. So Acts 5, starting, starting at verse 12. And we're going to go all the way down to verse 29. 12, Acts, Acts 5, 12 through 29. Okay, uh, but I already warned y'all, right? We're going to get into it today, right? This is super important. You just can't gloss over this, okay? We just can't gloss over this. Here we go. 
And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And of the rest durst no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Then the high priest rose up and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation. They were very angry. They were offended, highly offended, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came and they that were with him and called the council together and all the senate of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison truly found we shut with all safety. And the keeper standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within. Now, when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom ye put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence. For they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men okay this is what it all boils down to you as a christian if you're saying you're a christian if you're saying that you're a, a, a man of god if you're saying that you're a woman of god or even a boy or a girl of god then that means that we need to stand on the word of god and it's not about being a people pleaser. It's not about saying a message that is popular that everybody is going to like and clap their clap the hands and slap you on the back and say, oh, what a nice message. No, 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 no. Right. It is about fearing God, Peter said. And the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. In other words, these people said, listen, didn't we tell you to stop to not preach this stuff? Did we not tell you that? And Peter's like, uh, yeah, you did. But God told us to preach this. Uh, we, we ought to obey God rather than you. And that's what it's all about. That's why Jesus comes. And that's why families are divided. 
because those that are in Christ, really in Christ, that stand for the Lord, that stand on the word of God and are not going to deviate from what he said, right? We are, we are going, people are going to be there. We're not going to offend anybody. People are going to be offended by the word of God that we speak, by the word of God that we stand on. People within our own families, people that we supposed to be cool with, people that love us. These people are going to be very mad at us. They may not say it to our face, but you know by their actions, they mad. They don't want to hear you talking about that stuff, man. Stop it. Sometimes people will just say, shut up. Stop talking about that. Right? We don't want to hear that mess. God's not like that. You know, that's you. That's you. Uh, read the Bible. <laughs> right? Read the Bible. So, I just wanted to encourage, I, this message is twofold. One, I want to encourage the believers that really are standing on the word of God. And just to remind you, this is what Jesus said would happen. It's going to be division, right? You're standing on the word of God, not standing on how you feel about it, not standing on what you think about it. You're standing on the word of God, which is what God said about it. See, that's what matters. You ought to obey God rather than men. But then there's people in your family or in your community or people that you're close to. They, whether they say they're Christians or not, is irrelevant. Because if they're not standing on the word of God and they made this little cartoon Jesus up and this cartoon scripture that is not in alignment with what the Bible clearly says. That's why God gave it. So nobody has an excuse. It's right there written down. Well, you know, God, I felt this, that, and the other. Well, you shouldn't have felt that. I put it in the Bible. There it is. You have no excuse. You're guilty. You're guilty. Because he put it in the Bible. But people chose to change it to their detriment. And those are the people that's going to be very mad at you, brother and sister. They're going to be very mad at you. Sometimes even mad enough to kill. It's true. It's in the Bible. It's happening today, right? The second reason I brought this message out is to issue a warning, right? This is a warning to the body of Christ. You need to check yourself. If your doctrine is telling you that it is acceptable, it's something that is an evil and wicked practice, are you the am I the one that said it's a wicked and evil practice or did God say it's a wicked and evil practice? Hello, if you are seeing something that is contrary, if you have adopted a belief. Right. Hello, if you've adopted a belief that is contrary to what the Bible says, literally to what God said in the Bible, then number one, according to Webster's definition, you are deluded because you're deceived by false beliefs. But then also you're in danger because you're in idolatry. You've made up your own versions of the scriptures that, that, that make you feel nice and good and pleasant. You know, maybe you want everybody to get along and sing kumbaya and whatever. You know, that's, but that's not what the Bible said. That's not what's going to happen. There's going to be a great division. So you got to get rid of that mindset that is expecting of everybody to get along and just agree. No, 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 no. You got to make your mind line up with what the Bible says. And you need to repent. You got to go to God. Lord, please forgive me. Forgive me. Why? Because I created this own belief in my mind and I said it was okay 
And I've even told other people that it's okay to do this evil and wicked thing. I've even celebrated it. God, forgive me. I repent. I didn't know better. I sinned. Lord, forgive me. Don't hold on to it and be prideful and act like you did not do this sin. That is not how it works. We are all sinners. Jesus died on the cross for all of us. You need to confess your sin. Own up to it. Own that bad boy. Like I always say, own it. Don't act like you didn't do it and you didn't sin. Yeah, you did. And now if you've heard my voice, guess what? Again, you have no excuse. One, you read it in the Bible. Even if you read it in the Bible, even one time, you're still guilty because you did read it and you're going to get judged according to the word that you read. And now if no one in your life, if you never heard this message ever before, guess what? You're hearing it today. So that's twice you're going to get judged, right? Because you read it in the Bible at least one time. And if you never did, guess what? I read the scriptures today and I gave you a breakdown on it. So if you still choose to hold on to your deluded beliefs that are indirect, it's not even kind of close. It's directly opposite what Jesus said. If you choose to hold on to that, you do so at your own risk and at your own peril. But you can't say that God did not tell you because he sent me today to tell you, stop doing that evil thing. All right. Stop it. Check yourself. Check yourself. Right. And there it is. That is the message. I have said <laughs> I have said what I have been called to say. I prayed before it. I encourage you, please. You know, the Bible says, you know, he sets before you blessings and cursings, you know, life and death. Choose life. He, he, God is so good. He's so good. And by God, I mean the Lord Jesus. The Lord is so good. Look, he even tells you, I gave you free will. I'm setting before you. You have a choice. You can choose blessings or cursings. You can choose life or death. It's your choice. But I encourage you, choose life. He's encouraging you. Choose life. Don't be so stuck on holding to what you think things should be. And, and, and how you feel about things that, you know what, you let that sin weigh you down and you get left behind. And even worse than that, you don't make it into heaven. Why? Because you refuse to repent and you wouldn't walk in holiness. You, you, you held on to some, something that God himself said was evil and wicked. Then you do so to your own peril. But you can't say that you weren't warned. Okay, so... That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. So anyway, always remember, submit yourself unto the Lord, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.